Last two was put. Of David. Alive. Ready to go. Okay. Good. Good morning. First, I want to thank you uh, for all uh, those that uh, shared your good wishes and brachas. So I'm glad to be back here. And we'll continue where we, uh, we left off. And with even yesterday's. So the last year I gave was actually the day uh, Putin entered into Ukraine just in case you're wondering. Not that there's necessarily a connection. Um, but we discussed, we were to begin, we're in the middle of Atsilus, the world of Atsilus, and the whole say Talshlus <coughs> that I began this the beginning of this uh, semester, this beginning of this, uh, and I covered in general Toyo and Tikkun, Atsilus as in Tikkun, and then what Atsilus is Bechlal, I talked about the structure of Atsilis, Nakuda, Svira, Patsuv, that was the last year. Also discussing the three different meanings of the word Svira. From Mispar, Sipur, and Sapir. So I'm obviously not going to go over all of that, but just briefly, that Atsilis is a Mumutsa the language of Chassidah is between Alakus and Elamis. On one hand, you call it Elam Atzilus, but at the same time, it's called the Elam Ha'achdus, or Iyu V'chayu Echad, Iyu Echad. So it's an Elam that's Kulei Alakus, completely divine. So it's not higher than Elamis, because it's an Elam. It's, uh, on the other hand, it's the perfect world, so to speak. So if you want to ask the question, what would be the perfect existence, the way the Ebershter wanted it to be, Atzilus is, everything is perfection there. In a way, the world, Kedem Chetet Sadas, it says in Samaimorim, uh, based on that Izal, was like the level of Atzilus. Sometimes it says the level of Bria, but bottom line is the Eitz Chetet Sadas created a Yerida, like we learned in the Maimur Bosilagani from the Medrash Shira Shirim Rabbo. Then the beginning, Ikashchina Betachtenim Hesa. Bosilagani, Lignuni which is that the Shekhinah was here, so the whole world was essentially a keli telekus, until Chet Etzadas, which caused Nistalka Shekhinah, from Aretz to the Kiyah Hashvi, etc. And then all the Chatoim, all the generations afterwards, more concealment, more concealment. So we say, Elam al-Milui Nivra, the world was created to perfection, to the perfect world until the Chet Etzadas. Only thing, that's Elam Azar Gashmi, but just as a dogma, so Atzilus really is the, what's called the quintessential perfect existence, and how it plays itself out in Aveda, that an Asham of Atzilus is obvious, like the obvious Hein Hein Amarkava, or the same thing, excuse me, with all Neshamas of Atzilus, Tzadikim, Rabbeim, say the Altareb is an Asham of Atzilus, all the Rabbeim, it's an Ashama that's completely aligned, it's an Ashama, it's a Metzius, you can't say that uh, the Ovis didn't exist, they existed. Avram, Yitzhak, Yankiv, and all the Nisim all have Ramachivarim and Shasagidim. 
They're not higher than structure. But their structure is complete Merkavad Zalakus. Everything, every tenua, every movement of, from their head to their toe is completely dedicated, aligned to what Ebishter wants. And as we discussed, Atsilas gives us the capacity as this Mamutza to understand Alakus and to be Margish and to feel Alakus. Because if Atsilas didn't exist, you wouldn't have a dogma, you wouldn't have a reality that you can look at and say, ah, this is what we have to aspire to. So we say, even though none of us will ever necessarily reach the level of Avram Yitzhak but we have to say, we have to aspire to that. So we aspire to Avram by looking at his chesed, so we know what a perfect chesed is. So when we do chesed, and mils chasodim, or achnos asarchim, or tzedakah, we're trying to align ourselves and say, let's, here we have a dogma. And Avram himself is a dogma of chesed of elokus. That's why the Sefer Haboyer says that, uh, that chesed of Atzilus came to the Ebishter once Avram was on earth and said, once you have Avram in this world, what do you need me for? Avram is walking chesed. So you see from this, the chesed of Atzilus, what is its Indian is to give us a, something to hold on to. What does Alakus look like? Even though the Ebishter is higher than tziur and structure, but he wants in the tziur and structure of existence that we should have something that we can hold on to and say, this is a dogma what the Ebishter's chesed looks like. So Avram is a perfect dogma of chesed. And Yitzchok, pachad Yitzchok is gvura. And uh, Yaakov is teferes. And the same thing with all the personalities in the Torah, Meshur Rabbeinu, Chachma of Atzilus, uh, David and Shleim Melech, Malchus of Atzilus. Everyone, like the Ushpizin and so on, you have each one represents another sphere or a combination of spheres. So we have now, when we study these people, when we study the Torah and we hear about these people and these personalities, we actually have a dogma, which is essentially what, what Atzilus is. We have a, um, an example, or I would say better than an example, a bridge like an interface between a locus and structure in the world. So you say, for example, Moshe's Isha Likim. So it says that Isha Likim, the Rebbe spoke about it a lot in the year Shnasa Tishim of uh, 30 years ago, actually, of Yom because it's Kapitel Tzadik Aleph. So the Rebbe spoke about Isha Likim, Moshe Isha Likim. So the Medrash says, is it Ish or is he a Likim? So it says, Mechsev Lamaila was Ish. I'm sorry, it was a Likim, and Mechsev Lamata was Ish. And the Rebbe explains that means that he combined Isha and Alakim together. Kimuvan is only one Ebishter. But there's, like we said, the Ebishter manifests himself in the Odom HaElyon, which is essentially Atsilas, and Nasa Odom Bitsamenu Kidmusenu. So we are Bitsalam Edmus of, of the, the Odom HaElyon, and that is Atsilas. Now, obviously, once it goes into Bria, Yitzir Asir, which we'll discuss more at length as we go along the series. It uh, becomes a helam on the elokus, so bria is already not the perfect adam. Adam the bria, adam the yitzira is even less, and adam dasi is even less. So when you get down to this earth, and a human being is born, besides the shamas datsilas that are perfect, and atzilas just as on earth and elamasia they are like exactly as they are natsilas. Like he says, look at the he says the Rebbe brings it very often that when Moshe spoke to Pare in elam hazin in Mitzrayim in ervas haaretz. It was Atzilus speaking to Ervis Aretz. In other words, Moshe, even on, on, in Elam Hazar, remained that retained the nature, the personality of Atzilus. But the rest of us go through the Levushim, and that's why we say every day, Neshamesh and Asatabi, Tehedehi, which is Atzilus, 
אתה בראשו, את יצאת, אתה נפחת בי ואתה משם לבקרבי. Now, צדיקים also say that תפילה, but by them it's more בדרך מייבר, and by us it's בדרך אסלאפשוס, which means simply that, if you think of the difference between an express train and a local train, by us the אצילוס goes through בראשו יצרת in a לבוש, so it, it, um, it assumes the properties of בריאה and יצירה ונעשייה. And by tzaddikim of atzilas, neshamas of atzilas, they go through bria, but it's more like passing through. They retain their personality of atzilas, but they also relate to bria, yitzir, and asiya. Moshe was able to speak the language of this world. He didn't remain uh, completely atzilas in the sense that, uh, that he was not in this world. He was in this world, but his, his, his etzimah mohus of his neshama was an atzilas dik neshama. So this is a somewhat of a little summary and a, bit, a little also the application of Aveda of the role of atzilas. Some of this what I said, I already said earlier, some of it I've added a few points here and there. So what I want to do, continue now, is, okay, fine, that's a general overview of Atsilis as this mamutza. But what about the actual breakdown of Atsilis? It's not just the ilam Atsilis. We need to know, like I said, everything is in details. There's the moichen of Atsilis, there's the midas of Atsilis. When we try to emulate, like we say, mahu chanan, v'alachta bedrochov, and uh, that we have to follow so it says just as God is compassionate and kind we should be kind and so on um, so this is not just in general terms that we have a dogma like I said with Avram it's specific it's Avram's chesed that we learn from we learn the details of and then uh, unconditional love etc etc so Atzillus is not just a general elam, it also breaks down into protim. So I want to go now into the protim, and the key protim are the spheres of Atzillus. And actually the spheres, as we discussed at length earlier, and I'll go over it a, br- a bit uh, briefly now too, is really the building blocks of all elamis. Because spheres didn't begin in Atzillus. We learn about the Eses, spheres Agnusus, even Lifniat Simtsum, and the, definitely the spheres Achrat Simtsum, in Akudim, there's ten spheres, ten Eris and one Keli. Even in Toyu, there's ten spheres, there's ten Eris and ten Kelim. They're just not balanced. But the concept of spheres didn't begin in Natsilas. It's just that Natsilas, they come to full fruition in the healthiest, balanced way. But the concept of spheres goes all the way to Lamayla of Lifniat Simpson. We learn about spheres and Ketz, and Esa spheres Agnusis, as I just mentioned. So, but, the, but I want to discuss how the spheres, not how they are in Natsilas. Because Atzillus is made up of these building blocks. So I want to talk about the Sphere. So we did talk about how a sphere, the, we talked about the Nekudu Sphere parts of process of that was the last year. Nekudu, everything starts with a spark. Then it develops into a full Sphere, whether it's Chochmah or Bina or Chesed or Buddha. And then it develops into a Partsuf, which is a combination of Sphere. So there's the Partsuf of Mechin, there's the Partsuf of Midas, of Zah, of Malchus. A Partsuf is already like a face, a structure. So I'm not going to go over that, that we discussed. But I want to go a little more the anatomy and so-called dissecting what exactly a sphere is. So again, the, the, the actual meaning of a sphere we also discussed at length. The three meanings, and Ayim Bez discusses it elaborately about, uh, as I said, sipur, uh, misper, sipur, uh, and sapir, that spheres convey essentially elokus. That's the way the Ebrishtim transmits his so-called uh, instructions. So if you put it in the language of science, it would be like the DNA of existence. 
So just like the DNA in a human being is like essentially the, the language that gives a person the personality that you have is made up by your DNA. These are like the key, this is like, the, like, like a computer program. Like the zeros and ones that define each individual. So Svidus, you can say, is like spiritual DNA. And that's why they originate all the way lifting at Simpson, because as soon as there's any gilui, Chassidus explains, the gilui always comes through a sphere. Now, whether the sphere has shape and form or not, that's another discussion. But sphere simply means, and especially in the third meaning, uh, a light, sapir. It's shining a light. So if you were to say, how does the Ebersh to express himself? So we know it's through oir, but oir is poshet legamri, petachas apshitis. Oir, in turn, translates into sphiris. And the sphiris are the beginnings of the shape and form of what will become and what we will define existence to be. Now, we discussed, I believe, I think at length, the different shittas in the sphiris. I discussed that in the beginning of this, of this right? The different three shittas, the Marakanti, the Mareches, and the Rizal, and the Maramak. Is that correct? I'm almost sure I discussed it with the Rebbe Sicha, his Metavich, between the shittas. I'm almost sure I discussed it. So I don't want to go over that again, but I will make a short reference to it, and that is, and the Sphiris itself, there's a big discussion by the Mukabolim, do the Sphiris have shape or form or not? And what are the Sphiris? Are they Eiris? Are they Kalim? So briefly, Bekitsa Mamish, Bekitsa Nimlitz, the Rakanti, Shittis Menachem Rakanti, was the one Mukabol, that held that the Sphiris are the Kalim. Because Eir has Shalom to say any Tzir. Because air is like me'ina moir, and the me'ina moir, the moir, there's no tzir, so there's no tzir in the air. The mareches holds the other way around, that the, that, that, that the sviris are in the airis, that the air does have a form of shape. And then comes the ramak, the pardis, ramak, and the riza on their metavich, that mitzad the airis is pshitis, and mitzad the kalim is tzir. This is a long discussion in many maimorim exodus, especially in the maimor, Drush Gimel Shittis from the Semach Tzedek. It's printed today in Eira Teir in Yonim, if you want to learn it, the Rikas. There he goes through all the Shittis. Also, Rabbi Yael in Sefer Erchim, there's a whole Erech called Eiris Pshitusim and Siyuram, where he gathers all the different Shittis and all the Maimorim. If you want to have a good uh, head spinning um, experience, go through that Erech and you'll see every possible Shitta and how they break down, and it's not, uh, as you'll see, like everything, it comes down to every sheet that has other shittas within it. So it's like a real um, complex maze. But the kids are, the three shittas are the general picture of what I just said. The, the, the machlekes in Teichen, it's not a machlekes in Metzius, obviously. It's not a machlekes in, uh, in uh, so what's, what do they really disagree about? The disagreement really is not whether the shittas purely have shit, but the question is, how, how, what's the relationship between the Tzir HaElemis with Agdus Hashem? That's the real question, because that's really what it comes to address. Because on one hand, we know the Ebishtah's Echot, Hashem Echot, and he created everything. On the other hand, he also created B'Reshish Baruch Lekim Esa Shemayim Vesa Oretz, Chol Tzvayahel, Shemayim Vesa and Oretz Vechol There's a world of multitude of his Chalkas, almost bleak vul, if not bleak vul mamish. So which one is it? How do you reconcile this? And many other questions that come up. How do you bring together these two realities? So you're going to, unless you say, someone will say that the tziur ha'elamis, which really tziur means shape and form and structure, is chalkus, is a dimyan. And Chaz to say that. 
Because not a dimmin. Mitzvahs are connected to the Tzir Elamis. You're supposed to dive a shachris in the morning and not at night. And bottle yeme, bottle carbone. You know, the things that mamashe isa daraisa, that if you do something in the wrong time, in the wrong day, and so on. So you see, structure is not just a manner that the world is defined by demim tzimei chayim or other chalkus. Teda itself, uh, uh, not just respects, but Teda demands that we um, relate to the structure of existence. So many ways, this is what they disagree about, is the question is, where is the tzir? Is the tzir in the air itself, in the lakusha bizeh, or, in the, or, or the, the tzir is more of a nivra? And there's a mile in each argument. If you say that the tzir is in the nivra, so then in a way you have more lakus when you have the eris. If you say that tzir is in the eris, you have more of the structure of existence relates more to lakus, it's more ardus. But it may not be the highest levels of lakus. The Rebbe, in a famous sikhim, B'Shavaz B'Shalach, Pasha B'Shalach, Tov Shem Tezvov, he's metavach and says, one speaks Mamayla Mata, one is Mamata Lamayla. Bottom line is all the shittas are emes, because each one has something that brings out another nukuda. One is more bislapshis in Tzira Elamis, and one is more, respect, reflects more the Ardus of Elakus. And it's, it's, it's always, always going to be a balance, which when you focus on, like I think I mentioned then, Sure, the, the, like in the mitzvahs, when we say, Asher Kedeshonu B'Mitzvahsu V'Tzibonu, La'aniach Tfilm, or La'atifas Talas, or whatever the mitzvah, the, the baruch is, Achilles Matzah, or Achilles uh, Lulav. So the Asher Kedeshonu B'Mitzvahsu V'Tzibonu is a ma'achid, is a, is a common denominator of all mitzvahs. The Ebershah is Mekadosh, Asher Kedeshonu B'Mitzvahsu V'Tzibonu. But then comes, he wants the prat, Tfilm, Matzah, Mezuzah, the lulav, and so on. So the, is the focus on the kavona klolis, that's the rotsen Hashem, that would be more pshitis, or is the kavona on the, on the, on the nukudah pratis, how it's mislabish in, specifically in the tefillin, or in the talis, or in the lulav, and so on. And the answer ultimately is both. But sometimes, even in Avedis Hashem, sometimes your kavona is more kavona klolis, you focus more on the kedushan mitzvah sivanu, and sometimes the focus is on the Prat. And this is a general, you have a, a very powerful sikha from the Rebbe, he talks about the Mishkin is more important, the Klolos HaMishkin or the Protim of the Mishkin, etc. And the end of the day, you need both. And the question is only, what are you be madgish? What are you emphasizing? So that's a general tivuch of it. And that also comes to explain, going back to Atzillus, that the Sphiris of Atzillus have this, these, these dual properties, that on one hand, the Sphiris are clearly elokus, because the Svidus has Rashalm to say they're not man-made, the Abishta created these Svidus. The question is, how much, how much of the, how much of the pshittus of Elikus do they retain? And how much seer do they have? So either way, all the shittas hold that the Svidus have some type of relationship, because even the shit of the, of the Rakanti, that the Eris abshutim legamri, but still those Eris were mislabish and kalim. He doesn't say the Eris are not mislabish and kalim. The, the, one of the classic examples for that is like the difference between that the, the, the liquid, the water can be, could be colorless, but you put it into colored glass, tinted glass, it assumes the color of the glass. So even though, let's say, water, which is whitish white, you put it into a blue glass, it looks blue. If you put it in a red glass, it looks red. You put it in a green glass, it looks green. Now, if the Eidus were completely pshitis, legamri, they wouldn't even be shaykh to be affected altogether by the keli. 
So even the Rakanti holds, even those that hold the Eidus Apshutim, they still say the Eidus is going to fit into a Keli. They just say the Keli doesn't change the Eidus. It just changed the perception of the air that it looks like it's a color. And the other shita that holds that the eris are, are mitzvayarim also don't say the air is a keli. It just says the air, even before it goes into the keli, also has something in it that defines that it's chachmar bina, except you can't recognize it yet. If you want more explanation on this, just learn Ayin Beis in the beginning, where he brings many dugmois, he brings the Beshameh and Beis Hillel, where Beishami is Gvura and Beishil is Chesed, but sometimes you find Mekule Beishami, that Beishami is Mekel. So you can see even Beishami, even though his Eir and Keli is Gvura, but sometimes it changes. That means that the Eir also has an element of Chesed in it. That's why Shamay can say, Beishami could say it could be Mekel, and Beishil could be Machmi, as he explains there. And also the fact that they learned from Shmaya Vavtalian. And, and Shammai heard from Shmai Vavtalian Chumra, Gvura, and Hillel heard Chesed. So what was coming out of the mouth of Shmai Vavtalian? Was it Chesed or Gvura? So the Rebbe Rashab explains that the truth is it didn't have Tzir yet. It could go both directions. That means the Eiris of Shmai Vavtalian, when they taught, had in it the element of Chesed and Gvura. Shammai, whose Kalim was Gvura Vure, he heard the Gvura Shebezeh, and Hillel heard the Chesed Shebezeh. So you see from all of this that it's not just black and white, Eid is here and the Kali is there. They relate to each other. The question is only a matter of uh, emphasis and, uh, and, and how much and how, what's, what's the, the key focus on. And the, the goal ultimately, to be honest, is that it should be seamless, that we ha- should have the pshittis of Elikus and Agdus Hashem should be expressed in the Heschalkus and Seer of Elimus. That's what you really want. That's why you need all the shittis. Because each shitta focuses on a different mile, yesh bezeh, mashem bezeh. You bring them together, you have the full glorious picture, which is really one of the big chidushim of Chassidus Chabad with Alter Rebbe and the Rabbeim brought together all the shittas. And once you see it that way, all the shittas become part of the puzzle. We don't go one, we don't pascalite one or not the other. The Alter Rebbe ultimately is metavich between them all. And as the Shemach Tzedek in his Maimah says that in some Maimorim the Alter Rebbe goes more according to one shitta. In other Maimorim it goes according to other shitta. And it's not a stirib for the reasons I just explained. Because again, we're not talking here halochel and maisa, whether it's kosher or treif. There you can't have both. Here we're talking with ruchnius, and, and, and each one has a mile. Even in the kosher and treif, we know, even, in, even though halochel could only be one way, there's still eilu ve'elu divrei kim chayim. But in the spheres, you can actually be reality in this world. You can have both elements. And just a question what you're emphasizing. Okay. So with that, what I want to do is start now, go into the actual structure of the Sviras themselves. So we'll start with the words from the Sefer Yitzira. Um, <coughs> so the Sefer Yitzira Yudua that says, Esa Sviras Bli Ma, so the Sefi Yitzira, just for the record, is considered to be composed by Mavram Avinu. Not necessarily the Losh and Mamish, but definitely the Teichen. And therefore considered to be the, probably the first Sefer in Kabbalah. Some say the Zil HaMalach is the earlier Sefer and that was composed by Oda Marishim. But it's not so clear, and I don't know if there's a real... Uh, or from the Rabbeim, we know anything definitive, just for this, an aside. 
So in case you ever need the trivia of what is the first Sefer Kabbalah, the Zil HaMalach possibly, but Sefer Yitzit is most likely the most earliest, uh, the earliest uh, text. Now, um, actually, Arya Kaplan has a great translation uh, in English of Sefer Yitzit, just for the record. But Sefer Yitzit is cited, of course, in Chassidus very often. And it's the first place where Sefidus are mentioned explicitly. Now, the truth is, the Sefidus are mentioned in Tedesh Abiksav. You have Lecha Hashem Agdula, Agvura, Hatiferes, etc. And you have other places where, you, where there's references to Chochma, Bina, Das. <coughs> but in the language of Sefidus, Esa Sefidus, the Sefi Yitzir. Of course, the Zehar elaborates as well, and then later Kabbalah. So the expression is Esa Sefidus Blima, which means, literally means 10 spheres without substance. Blima, as the word ma. And, um, and then it says 10 and not 9, and 10 and not, ele- 10 and not 11, or 10 and not 9. In other words, it's dafke 10. And he continues and brings more details about these spheres. So, so first of all, you see here right away both elements. On one hand, you say es spheres, but it's blima, which means more pshitis. So, so right there you already see a remez to the, the, what I spoke about before. Is it structure? Is that a tzir? Or is it a pshittis? Is it lack of structure? And basically, Sefi Yitzir is saying both. It's ten spheres, blima. And Chassidus discusses all these, uh, the, the, all the nuances of the details of this language. If it's tzviris, why do you say blima? What does it mean, blima? How could something have eser and not have any substance? So I'm not going to go into that. It's not so negate to the techen, what we're discussing right now. But that's where it's established that there's 10 spheres. And Dafke 10, you see, not 11, not 12, not, uh, not 9. Um, now, why is that Nigeya? The Abishta, of course, could have made 20 spheres. He could have made 100 spheres. He could have spheres and cats, we know. Because 10 is the, cho- the chosen number. That is a misper hasholem. The Rebbe brings often from the milas here, going from the Rambam, that 10 is the perfect number where it covers three times three, which is all the ketzovis, and uh, the tenth is the, the kloli, and you have it said ten is a misprashom. That's why you find in Teira, sorry, my modest nivra elam, a sadibris. Number ten is a, is a number, a minion, etc., etc. Ten is a misprashom. And actually, the sorry, sadibris and the sorry, my modest all are connected to the esosphiris. The sorry, my modest are nishtalshul from the esosphiris. So, therefore, the ten spheres essentially are the, called the ten, I said before, DNA. You can call them the building blocks. However you want to define it, it's basically the, the building blocks of all of existence. And I mentioned before, it goes all the way back to Lifniat Simpson, that when the Ebershter was first Mitzayah, so to speak, the language of Chesidus, Shir Atzmei Bekeach, from the Migdash Melech, and Zayar, Baresh from Menisid the Malka, Kol of Gelifu Law, that the Ebershter envisioned what the world would look like, even though it doesn't exist yet, just like an artist envisions the art he's going to create. So how does he envision it? That's this, that means the Esosphiris Agnusus. But in Atsilas, we're not talking about envisioning anymore. We're talking about a reality of actual ten spheres. And we all know what they are. Chochme bin Adas, Chesed Gvore Teferes, Netzacheid Yiseid Malchus. Now, what about Keser? Isn't Kesser also a sphere? We know there's a sphere of Sarkesser. And the, and the Sefi Tzidus clearly says 10 and not 11. So how do you fit it in? 
So let me talk about that. And then what I'm going to do in the next, this week and the next weeks, hopefully, will be, go, I'm going to go through actual every sphere itself and talk about and dissect each sphere, what is exactly each sphere, its role, and how they interact, and so on. I think that that's the next logical step in this whole series of shiurim in the Seder's Tausas, the spheres themselves. But I think the first thing we need to address is keser. So is keser a sphere or not a sphere? So actually, that's a question that the Ramak poses. He has a whole shot in, Pardis, in the Pardis, and he calls it ima keser hua ensof. That's exactly what it's called. Is keser ensof? Because if it's ensof, then it's not a question. It's not part of the spheres, it's ensof. If it's not Ainsov, then it is a Svira, then how do you reconcile that with the other? What Svira don't, which Svira do you remove? So I want to talk about that right now. And, um, and then we're going to go literally from Keser to Chochmet to Bina and so on. So, thank God for Chassidus Chabad, because with Chassidus Chabad, it would all be very Havshotadik, essentially like mathematical formulas, Lahavdil. Um, of, uh, of uh, different levels, and it wouldn't have a logic to it. So when you say the spheres, you have to know what you're talking about. The word keser is so much used, but until you learn Chassidus Chabad, the Rebbe gave keser a definition that we can relate to. Because remember, at the end of the day, all these spheres, if you don't relate to them, and this remain the, the remain abstract concepts, how does it help us connect to the Alakus if we don't relate to it? So, the, so, the, what's, so it's critical, and this is something that I remember when we were in yeshiva, this was one of the, I personally struggled with this. We learned all these terms, atzilas, bri, etzira, asiya, kesa, the svidas, and no, no one, we were never translated, what do these words mean? Yes, we know them and we understand their role and so on, but give me something like that I can hold on to and say, ah, this is in my life, here's keser. So the Alter Rebbe, one of the Chidushim of Chassidus Chabad was exactly that. You know, people ask, everyone says, the Alter Rebbe was Malbish um, Kabbalah Primisatele in Seichel, in Chabad. What does that mean exactly? It's a nice statement. We say it all the time. Every Yutas Kislev, you hear Fabrengans about it, or all the time. It's Malbish uh, Primisatele in Chabad. And as a matter of fact, it was such a big Chidush that it created the whole Gzeda Lamaila of, of the Maiser and Geula of Yutas Kisra because maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. And Chassidim cried about it and all the different Mashalim of the Keser Melech, that the, the, the Ben Chela, the child that's uh, ill and dying, and the only way to save the child is to crush the stone, the most precious stone in the king's crown. What, what does all that mean? What did the Alter Rebbe do already? The Alter Rebbe explained ideas. Is that uh, such a tremendous revolution? Well, the answer is, Al-Tarebbe gave a language that, that a Ben Odom like us, even someone who's not a Balmadregen, who didn't reach any high levels of Aveda, can understand the word Keser in our lives. Until Al-Tarebbe, only those that knew the secret code would understand what Keser was. If you said Keser to someone and you have never understood what it means in your life, yeah, it's a nice word. It means, but what does it mean? And Al-Tarebbe translates, Keser is Rotsen. Keser is Rotsen. Now, the truth is, if you look in that, Rizal, you'll find he says that also. But he doesn't emphasize it. Because what the Alter Rebbe did was, the key is, Mipsari He took Kabbalah that we are familiar with, and all the, we know the language, and he turned it into something that, Mipsari You can find it in your own flesh. You can look in the mirror, literally, 
and look in your own eyes, in your own flesh, in all your ramachivarim and shasagidim, in your faculties and your person, and you could see a lakus in your own being. So you have right away now something to work with. You have an examples in your own personal life. Take away that, the ideas remain. You, yes, you can learn about it and you can maybe even relate to it, but it remains something that's elusive and beyond us. So in the fact that the Alter Rebbe did that, and you see the Chiddush of giving Mishol and Gashmim, the Chiddush brings, the Alter Rebbe gave a Moshal for everything. Even the Tzimtzum, the Moshal of the Talmud, the Rav and Talmud. The Misholim make it come in a way that we can relate to an Atum. What's a Moshal? When a Talmud, is, when a Rav is teaching a Talmud, and the Talmud can't understand the concept, the Musag on its own, what's a good Moshal? Something that the child, that the student can relate to. Ah, now you explain it to me in something I can relate to. Now I understand the nimshal. That's essentially the whole idea of real teaching. So al Rebbe was the ultimate teacher of taking primi satera and putting it into misholim gashmim that are in our lives. And you say, oh, now, okay, a rav has to be metzamtzim is in order to be able to be mamshich, teach a student. al derechzeh, kav yochel was metzamtzim le'er in order to, mamshich hakav, and uh, be able to create the world. And create with all the thousands and thousands of Misholim that the Alter Rebbe and the Rabbeim afterwards explained ideas like this. So these are not just to help us understand, it helps us to relate to it. That's the most important part, you can relate to it. So when you say now, Keser is Rotsen, so right, look at Ayin Beis. The whole Ayin Beis is, is about, orbits around the theme of Keser. Starts right in the beginning, B'Shoah Sheikh Dimu. And Yisrael Nasal and Nishma is Kosel, is when he says, and then he talks about what Kesed is, and he says, Kesed is Rotson, that before anything you need the Rotson Hashem to create the worlds. So Kesed is Rotson. As soon as you hear Rotson, it says like this If I asked you, um, how did you get to the Kail today? The first thing you needed was a Rotson. If you didn't have a desire to come here this morning, you wouldn't be here. Once you're here, you do what you have to do. So everything begins, anything begins. You want to build a house, you need a rotsen to build a house. You want to get married, you need a rotsen. There's nothing in existence that can happen without desire. So once you hear the word keser, once you hear the word rotsen, now you understand. Keser is the first step of everything. There's no keser, there's no chachmem bin adas because there's no rotsen for it. Why would the Ebersh to make a chachmem if he has no rotsen for the whole thing in the first place? So he has to have a rotsen. A rotsen, on the other hand, is a rotsen kloli. This could be a rotsam for Chochmah, it could be a rotsam for Bina, it could be a rotsam for Das, it could be a rotsam for Atzillus, for Bria, as he explains. Literally, the first page in Ayin Beis, first Mamish, the first page, is, is literally about this. The first, uh, not the first page, but the first page. So, so this is, so, so once you understand the word rotsam, you understand that rotsam is the first level. The question now is, as the Paradis put it, is rotsam more Ainsof or is Rotson already a Sfirah? That's the question. And there's Taka different days. If you learn Samachvov in Vayelach, he talks about two days. That the, Ram, the Ramak actually goes that Keser is not Ainsof, but the Ramesh says it is Ainsof. Now, again, just like we spoke before about the Sfirahs, it's not a Machlekes and Metzias, just a question of the emphasis. Because as soon as the Abishta says, I want a Rotson, I have a Rotson for Elamis. Is that already an Elon? Does it relate to the world of Elamis? Or is it still relates to Rotz and Hashem? And we know both, both can be true. 
Like I mentioned before, we know on one hand that when you do a mitzvah, you're not supposed to be shekel, you're not supposed to say this mitzvah is a bigger mitzvah, this is a smaller mitzvah. Why? Because they're all equal by one thing. Even if the Ebeshter told us to go chop wood, what difference does it make whether it's chopping wood or whether it's bringing a carbon in the Beis HaMikdash? If it's Ratzon Hashem, it's Ratzon Hashem. So on one hand, Ratzon Hashem is ain't Sof, it's Pshittis. It's just an extension, whatever the Ebershter wants. On the other hand, the Ratzon is for something. So the Ratzon already relates to existence. And this really lies the essence of what Keset is. It's also a Mamutza, like Atzillus in general. It's the Ratzon is the Mamutza between the Balham Ratzon and the Dover Hanirza. So you have the person, let's talk in a human being. It's me. There's you, then there's a rotsen that we both have to meet and talk to each other. If we don't have that rotsen, you and I will be in two different worlds. So keser, in that sense, can be seen as a svira, it can be also seen not as a svira. So how do we ultimately reconcile that? So comes the Arizal and answers, and he brings this in Vayelach and Samachvav, that keser has two parts to it. Atik and Arich. Atik is netak, me'elim is from the word netak, completely removed. So it uh, it's belongs to the world of the maitzil, the emanator. So it's higher than sphiris. And arich is racial and solemn. So in Kesed itself, you have two parts. One relates more to the Ainsof of Elikus. In other words, it's the Ratzin Hashem that connects more to being Ratzin, the Abhad Gosh is, the Ebershtah's Ratzin. And the second is the Ratzin, what does he want? And what Arich focuses on, what he wants. Now, generally speaking, Atik and Arich sometimes associated with Tainug and Ratzin, with Arich being more the Ratzin for the Elamis, and Atik being more the Tainug, which is the Tainug of the Tainug Eleki, of why he wants this Ratzin. But I don't want to go into that so much right now because it's a bigger analysis of Keset. Maybe I'll talk about it more later, but right now I just wanted to focus on this. So, there you have that Keser has both elements to it. And so it is a Svira on one hand, when you're talking about Arich, and, and it's, it's not a Svira when you talk about Atik. But then what do you do with the fact, if you're talking about Arich, so what happens with the ten Sviras? We, we know we have Chochmeth through Malchus, you already have ten. And Sefi Yitzhira said clearly ten and not eleven. So how, do you get an, how could you have an eleventh Svira? So here comes a statement from the Arizal, which I'm sure you've learned about, different Maimorim and Samachei, the Shvuas Hemshech and other places. The clause like this, That means that when you count Arich, you don't count Das. And when you count Das, you don't count Arich. Now, Atik is never counted because Atik is Lamail of it all. So basically, that's how you reconcile. You can't have both Keser and Das in the count of 10, or else you have 11. So basically, one replaces the other. The question is, what does that mean? I mean, is this time a spill with play of words? It's just a game? Obviously not. So Chsidis explains that Das and Keser have something similar. Remember, das is a kavam tzai, right? You have keser, das, teferes, yeseid, malchus. When you have the sphere structured 
are right, left, and center. So das is, goes all the way up to keser. So das, Siddhis explains, is be'etzim apnimi. That's why kot named by das, it's not about das. Das be'etzim is apnimi's dik energy. A cotton could have chokh membina, but, but he doesn't have das. What is das? He says in Tanya, notion is kashrus. Das means the ability to focus and completely concentrate on something until you become one with it. The famous Moshal uh, from, uh, the, uh, the, uh, from uh, Rajbats of explaining Das that when a person, uh, uh, the example given for it is that in the olden days not everybody was able to read. So a letter came to someone, unfortunately telling him the sad news that his father passed away. He couldn't read it, so he hired someone to read the letter for him. As he's reading the letter, the guy's right reading what happened. So, of course, the son faints when he hears that his father passed away. And the one reading the letter continues reading. So he asks the question, one second, he's reading the letter, he knows about the news before him. So he says, Vasanizain Tata, Sanigayat to him. In other words, Das is when Sanigayat ben Nefesh to you. Just to know something, Chachman Bina, does not mean it affects you. So, Das is essentially a Pneumistic experience. It's internalizing knowledge. To just say Chochmah Bina, like he says in Tanya, Chochmah Bina is taka critical. You need the Nukudas HaChochmah. You need HaChovas HaBina, expansion of Bina. But Das becomes what sometimes the language of Chesidus, HaKoda, HaGosha. You feel it. It's not Midas yet, but it's the Mamutza between Mechon and Midas. But, but Das means it's negate and benefish to you. How many ideas that we know, not negate benefish, you could be, you can learn something, you can learn a Gemara, you can learn Chesidus too, and know, and know it brilliantly, and you can repeat it and teach it to other people. But you, it's not my tata. doesn't mean it's mine. Negei benefesh means that you feel this is my life, and I, my life is dependent on it. You know, like the Rebbe would say many times by Fabrengim, meret meret, lepoga noga. And when someone asks the Rebbe, what do you mean? People chazer the Rebbe's words, and they learn it. He says, yeah, you can learn something, Pogavanoga means your life is dependent on it. That you're ready to go on shlichus, you're ready to put your life on the, on the line because you believe in it to that extent. So das be'etzim is a pneumistic experience. So Chassidus explains that when you count the spheres mitzat pneumius, so then das is the ikr, and then you don't count arich, because arich is chitzenius. Arich is chitzenius hakeser. And atik is pneumius, but atik is lamayla mitzvitis. When you count the spheres mitzat chitzenius, meaning more the structure of the spheres, so then you count arich, the rotsen for the spheres, and you don't count das. So das is only counted when you're really talking about a primizdik way of looking at things. That's what he explains in Samachay and other places. There's still questions that are asked about it, and Samachay actually asks a question, and he doesn't end up answering it regarding this, uh, this issue that I'm discussing here, but I don't want to go into that right now. So that essentially establishes the role of Keser. So Keser is a Rotzen, generally speaking, the Rotzen Kloli for the Rotz of whatever Keser is. Keser of Atzilus, the Rotzen Kloli for, for Atzilus. Keser of, let's say, of, uh, of uh, Bria is the Rotzen Kloli for Bria. Keser HaKloli of Ak is the Rotzen Kloli for all Yishtalshlis. And the Keser Lifnei Simsum of Malchus of Ein Sof and so on is the Keser, the Rotzen Kloli for all of existence. So wherever you go, Keser is Rotzen, as he says in Ayin Beis in the beginning. And, 
And Rotson, as I just said, has both properties. On one hand, it's already no more the Baal HaRotson alone. He already wants something. Ola Beritzene, the expression Ola Beritzene means that before Ola Beritzene, it was not Ola. That means it's a level already, a level, a step outside of the Baal HaRotson, of the one who desires. But on the other hand, it's not a step outside that literally is already a creation because it's still his Rotson. When you want something, you want a house right now, it's your, it's your Rotson. It's not yet building the house. So it still relates to the Baal HaRotson. And that's the role of Keser. So therefore, on one hand, Svira, one hand, not Svira, depending on Chetzenius and Das is dependent on that as well. So that covers, at least briefly, what Keser is. You know, obviously, a lot more to talk about Atik and Arich, but that's, that's the Nekudah in general. In, 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 the, in uh, the level of Neshama, since we're talking about Psariach Zalaka, generally speaking, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai Yechida, the five levels, the five dimensions, is Nefesh is usually Nehi, the lowest three spheres. Um, and the Ruach is Chagas. Uh, neshama is Chabad. Chaye is uh, Arich. And Yechida is Atik. That's the general structure. So we have within ourselves all five. Now every day we dive in three tefillahs, so we reach Nehi, Chagas, and Chabad. On Shabbos and Yontav we add Musaf, so we also reach Arich, which is Chaya. And on Yom Kippur, once a year, Chomesh Tfilis, the five Tfilis, also Ne'ila, which is the level, of course, of Primius Atik, Primius Keser and Atik, and Primius Atik. Yechidah Shevenefers, that's why Yom Kippur is connected to Yechidah, just to put it into context. So Naveda, that's the Etzaman Neshomech, Achaz Bashana, Yom Kippur. Now, of course, Yechidah is always there by a person, but that's when it's Meir Begoli and Yom Kippur. So there you have uh, somewhat the structure of Keser, and then the other, and then we're going to talk about the other spheres. So what we're going to do now is maybe, let's see, what time is it? A few more minutes. Um, so I'm going to go from here. It's going to go from Kesed. We're going to go to Chachma. Now, again, it's not an exhaustive analysis of each of Kesed, because I really want to focus on that Silas component. But of course, next step is the relationship between Kesed and Chachma. So I'll just say a short Agdom on that, and then I'll elaborate next, uh, next year, next week. Everything regular schedule next week's? Yeah. So, um, everybody has heard the expression so many times in Chassidus, Chochme ma'ayin timotze. Chochme ma'ayin timotze. So Chassidus teaches, not just the posh, the teach in the posuk, the Chochme comes from ayin, and the ayin is keser. And it's in a form of mitziyah, timotze. So there's a connection between Chochme and keser. Briefly put in the language of, again, and I want to quote the Tanya, the famous Tanya, Peri Gimel, where the Alter Rebbe says that um, the Esseches uh, HaNefesh of the Nefesh HaLekish from the Esses Sviris. This is like a critical line. That means our ten faculties are reflective and evolve from the ten Sviris. So Chochme is essentially the first place of consciousness, conscious wisdom that originates from what we'll call the superconsciousness of Keser. So when an idea falls in your head, the Havroka, we say Baruch HaMavrik, the Chochmah is an Akudis HaChochmah. So we talk about where did that spark come from? You know, suddenly an idea falls into you and you say, wow. 
And you can't identify where it came from. You know it came from somewhere, but you can't say where. That's Chachma Ma'ayin Timotza. That's Chachma receiving from Keser. So Keser is like behind the curtain. You can call the collective superconscious where all consciousness comes from. Chachma is already the beginning of the first spark. So if you think of, let's say, a, a, a Mayon, a spring of water, and you see a drop of water comes out of it, you know the drop is coming from somewhere. So where it's coming from is Kesel, and Chochmah is going to be the first place where consciousness begins. So to really understand Chochmah and, and, and Kesel, in Atzillus, I think we have to first understand how it works in our own consciousness. Where does consciousness come from? The idea that you're aware of an idea, where does that, how does that manifest? How does that express itself? But this already I'll leave for the next year. I'll go into more detail. I just wanted to lay out the beginning of it. And what I'll do is go through each of the spheres, hopefully, and most importantly explain how they are all part of the Mamutsa of Atsilus. Because remember, we're talking about the pure world where you want to have a dugma, you want to have a perfect interface to Likus. So if you learn about Keser, you're learning about the Rotsen of the Ebishter. You're learning about Chachm, you're learning about the Chachm of the Ebishter. And that allows our Rotsen and our Chachm to align itself that we can become similar and align our, uh, the Tzalem the, 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 the Adam that was Nivra B'Tzalmenu to the Tzalem Elikim, and in effect, that's where we become an Agdus between our lives and Elikus, which is, of course, the whole goal. The true Dira B'Tachtenim in each individual person that a person becomes a complete Isha Liki, as much as possible, each one according to their Madrege and Aved. So we'll stop here, and uh, we'll continue next week. Everyone have a very good day.